0: You're listening to Married to the Ministry, which is part of the Love Worth Finding Podcast Network. If you are a pastor's wife looking for encouragement or for practical wisdom on how to manage all the challenges of your role with a smile on your face, we're so glad you're here. This is your host, Janet Addison, and I'd like to help you embrace truths and delight in your ministry life. I've just made some yummy hot tea, so why don't you grab a cup and let's chat for a while. If you've walked through Hobby Lobby anytime since June or possibly even May, you've probably seen Christmas decorations in one part of the store while there were beachy items or patriotic stuff or pumpkins and scarecrows, you know, Halloween stuff in another part of the store. Hobby Lobby does a great job of reminding us to celebrate all the special seasons in life and to plan ahead for them. I've bought lots of holiday decorations over the years, but the more we move, the more likely I am to pitch that stuff than I am to pack it. And besides, you know, sometimes it's hard to get excited about the holidays when you don't live close to your loved ones, or if you are new in town and really don't have an established friend group yet that you feel comfortable enough with to celebrate holidays with. When we moved away years ago for our first church, it did not occur to me how much distance was going to affect holidays for our family. It didn't occur to me that churches have special holiday traditions, too, and that those events might affect when and where our family could celebrate the holidays. It didn't occur to me how much vacation time was going to be gobbled up just trying to get to grandma's for Christmas or, you know, that our spring breaks weren't going to line up with our cousin's spring breaks anymore. And each time God calls us to a new place of ministry, we get farther away from home and our loved ones. Can you remember the last time you spent Mother's Day with your mom? I can't. (laughs) You know, we've missed family cookouts on Memorial Day. Easter egg hunts at the grandparents, swimming uh, with the cousins on Labor Day, you know, plus New Year's, Father's Day. You know, I've got nephews who don't really know us because we only see them maybe once a year if we're lucky. Plus, there also seems to be an unwritten rule somewhere that says the ones who leave and move away are always the ones who have to travel back. Apparently, the road home does not go both ways. Do you know what I'm talking about? So when you factor in travel time, school vacations, sports schedules, because good grief, basketball is a Christmas and Thanksgiving sport. Uh, You know, you factor in the church calendar events. Holidays just get really tricky to manage when you live far away from home. Plus, unless you're on a big staff, a church staff, or your church has a healthy budget for bringing in guest preachers, lots of times pastors can't be gone on holiday Sundays because there's nobody to fill in for them. So what can we do to keep the happy in our holidays when we're in the ministry, because sometimes they're they're just really not happy. Sometimes there are tears and sometimes the whole, you know, fear of missing out and just just the whole absence issue when you're in the ministry, being absent from home, absent from family, that can really uh, make the holidays sad sometimes. So I wanted to share five things that have helped her family to better enjoy holiday celebrations and quite frankly has helped me with my own personal attitude about sometimes I really get bent out of shape when I can't make the holiday special for my kids like they want it to be because we're not going to be with with our extended family. So these five things have helped us over the years. Number one, remember that our mission is to go. Pastor Adrian Rogers often said that God moves his soldiers around on the battlefield. And when you think about it, you know, God's pretty much always done that since the book of Genesis. God told Abraham to leave his home and family for a new land that God was going to show him. Joseph ended up far away from his family in Egypt. Esther was taken out of her uncle's home into the king's palace. Daniel was taken away from his homeland to Babylon. God sent Jesus from heaven to earth. (laughs) You know, the disciples had to leave their homes to follow Jesus. And one of the last things Jesus told us before he went to heaven was to go ye therefore. So our mission is to go. It has always been to go. When I gave my life to Christ, I gave up my right to do what I want to do, and live where I want to live. Sometimes our ministry assignments keep us close to home and loved ones, but most of the time it does not. And following God's plan for my life means I go where He leads. And when your kids are upset because they won't get to spend holiday with their cousins this year, you know, this is a great opportunity to start teaching them about the biblical principle of go. Number two, listen to your children especially when they're young. Traditions may feel differently to them than they feel to you, so we need to be sensitive to what gives our kids comfort and security during the holidays, particularly the first year that you may be living in a new place. One time, we loaded up all the presents in the car and headed off to spend Christmas week at the grandparents' We had that the time worked out. We thought, great, this year we're going to get to go home and everything. But our kids got mad <laughs> because they wanted to be in our house on Christmas morning. And this was when they were in junior high. They weren't even really little kids. But I remember thinking, okay, this this still matters to them. And I I really tried to be sensitive to that um, in the years after that. You know, Where do y'all want to spend Christmas this year? What do y'all want it to look like? So number two is listen to your kids and take your cues from them. Number three is to redefine tradition. Sometimes the best tradition is no tradition. Embrace spontaneity. Look for meaningful ways to celebrate that don't hinge on a certain place. Maybe the symphony in your area performs holiday concerts, or, you know, what about going to a play together? Just look for Different things that you might uh, have never done before, but would be a new way to celebrate the holiday. One of our favorite holiday traditions at our home church was a huge 4th of July picnic on the church grounds, followed by a fireworks show while the church orchestra played patriotic music. That, that really, I absolutely loved that. And I grieved not getting to go to that when we moved too far away to be able to go. So Greg and I started a new tradition um, of watching patriotic movies on July 4th. And that's something that we look forward to now. Also, because I'm a heat weenie and, you know, you watch movies inside with the air conditioners. So, so uh, that makes me happy. Another Thanksgiving, we couldn't make it home, and so Greg uh, wanted to make special memories for the kids, since we weren't going to get to go home, but he rented a big screen TV. And this was back in the day when the TVs were as deep as they were wide, but I think this one was like a 65-inch TV, and he rented it from Rent-A-Center, and we watched all the Star Wars movies in order, uh, you know, straight through. And uh, there were only six of those movies back then. But that gave our kids a special holiday memory that helped minimize their feeling of being left out of whatever the family was doing, uh, you know, back home. Number four is celebrate online. We live in the digital age, let's take advantage of technology. We can schedule a video call with loved ones who live far away. No, it's not the same thing as being there, but it's certainly better than not having any connection at all with our distant family. One year for Mother's Day, when we and the kids all were living in three separate cities at the time, Greg signed us up for a Sherlock Holmes mystery letter club. And every week, each one of us would receive a story in the mail that had clues, and then we would get together on Zoom to solve the case. And that that was a wonderful Mother's Day memory for me and something really special that I was grateful that Greg did because, you know, as a mom, you just want to be with your kids on Mother's Day. And one of our children was like a thousand miles away, and our other one was uh, several hours away. so. That was a really that was a really wonderful thing. And my last point is, um, since we were talking about clues with Sherlock Holmes, my last point is um, help your church get a clue. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't occur to them either what holidays look like for a pastor's family. I attended a Christmas party at church um, last year. One of the Sunday school classes invited me to come, and one of the ladies at the party was upset. She was sad that her son was going to miss their big family get-together because he had to work on Christmas Day. And last year, Christmas landed on a Sunday. And I got kind of frustrated and said, yeah, my husband has to work on Christmas Day too and on Christmas Eve. (laughs) And she kind of looked at me funny and I could tell it had never entered her mind that some years pastors have to work on Christmas Day. You know, holidays can be seasons of extra work for ministers uh, with decorating the church, putting together food baskets, collecting Christmas shoe boxes, or, you know, lots of times there's a special music or drama program that involves tons of work. And church members don't realize that, you know, they can choose whether they're going to go to the Christmas Eve service or the Christmas morning service, if it's on a Sunday morning. But the pastor's got to go to both of them, you know. When the staff has to be there, it's considered work. It's not considered festivities. And uh, we weren't used to Christmas Eve services when Greg started at one particular church because that wasn't something our previous churches had done. So I was not feeling merry or jolly when we learned that Christmas Eve services were expected at this new church, and they expected my husband to be there and lead it. So Greg told them he would do it that first year, and then we We'd see how it went, depending on, you know, how many people were there. Well, the place was packed and we thought, shoot, this is a really big deal to them. But when that service was over, everybody else rushed out of the building to go home with their families and, you know, do whatever was next on their Christmas Eve Uh, List. And the kids and I ended up helping Greg and the worship pastor and his wife blow out all the candles on the stage, you know, pick the wax out of the carpet, straighten things back up. And I had to have an attitude adjustment about that because I did have a little bit of bitterness in my heart over that. Um, But again, you know, people, they're that they just don't know that's a thing. And I didn't realize that was a thing until we experienced that. But it's like, well, would I have wanted the janitorial staff to have to come in and skip Christmas Eve with their family in order to do that? And thought, no, you know, Greg certainly wouldn't ask somebody else to do something like that. But it taught us that we needed to discuss, you know, holiday time off options with the personnel committee sometimes. Because many times church leadership has never thought about these issues, and they can't fix something that they don't know is a problem. So Greg recently talked with our committee about, you know, not counting holiday Sundays against our vacation time. And um, we actually have uh, a few people on staff at this church now, so we, we can do a little rotating for holidays. So that's, that's wonderful. But um, these are just some ideas that have helped our family have a happier holiday season, whether it's, you know, Thanksgiving or Christmas or Mother's Day or, or whatever it is that may be celebrating. So I hope this gives you some uh, strategies for maybe bringing some Mary into your holiday season. And if you've got an idea of something that your family has done or some way you, that your church has handled this situation, I'd love to hear about it because I'm always open for new ideas on this kind of stuff. But that's what I have to share with you today. So I hope that was helpful. And I just pray that as we start to enter the holiday season, that we, we will find joy. We will focus on the reason for the various seasons and just use those seasonal opportunities to be thankful again for the blessings that we have and the people that we have in our life to share them with. They may not be our closest family or our closest friends, but there's always somebody that God has put in our life that um, that we can that we can share life with, even if that lands on a holiday. So, happy holidays, friend. Keep loving Jesus loving your husband, loving your church family and loving the holiday season. And I'll talk to you again soon.